Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, can you smell it? Seriously. Stat, can you smell it? Can you smell it, Stat Man? I could smell something. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the deer outside my window. Oh, so freak. you're not talking about the rubber at the Coliseum? No, I'm not talking about the rubber at the Clash. I'm not talking about the ice and snow at the International Race of Champions or whatever hell they're calling it. I'm talking about... <sighs> Super Bowl coming up next weekend, no. and then we got the motorsports season about to kick. Granted, we've got to wait it's another six months off. before the IndyCar season kicks off. Oh, I wow. know we don't, Crasher. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You got to go there. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, with the clash going off, you got the International Race of Champions, Supercross deep into the season. You've got NHRA coming out to Phoenix this week for testing. I'm about ready for this. And Stat, man, maybe you will be if you can dig out from underneath that snow you got there in Columbus there, Holmes. <laughs> we got, I was digging out through the snow last yesterday. I had to get out of the house after a couple of days by myself. And uh, I'm creeping along on the roadway. I found myself going 35 on the freeway because if, <laughs> if I went 40, the car started creeping sideways and doing and I got all-wheel drive, so uh, yeah. I was so essentially, what home. you're saying is you would not be a candidate for Team USA and the Rock Sweden Race of Champions. Well, I might be an excellent candidate because I might have more snow and ice experience than they did <laughs> <laughs> when Jimmy Johnson and Colton Herta blew away some of the best yeah. guys in the world. Yeah, that you got to admit. Pretty impressive for a couple of Cali boys. SoCal, not just California boys that live in the mountains, but SoCal boys. So, yeah, yeah well, that I'm was a pretty cool. California good. guy, you there know, you I go. spent most of my life in California. But you have Ohio oh, roots, you have snow roots. Yeah, well, and I go, I, and I think this is what Jimmy Johnson has. Driving on snow is not that much different than driving on the dirt. Uh, it's just, you know, 150 degrees colder. But, you know, when you slam on the brakes and don't stop, you know, that's you, that same thing happens on dirt as well as ice. So you kind of know what's going on. And let's do this. For Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, we will recap what happened with Jimmy Johnson and Colton Herta versus uh, our old friend Petter Solberg and his <laughs> son. In the, is it is it I rock there? I heard him calling it something no, 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 else. No, it's rock Sweden. It's they took out the word. It, it, Statman, correct me if if I'm wrong here, but a couple of years ago they took out the word international because that just became assumed. So now it's called the race of champions. And they, obviously they move it from country to country. So yeah, with it being R O C race of champions, the nickname, of course, with it being in Sweden this year is Rock Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, of course, everybody that had an IROC Camaro might find it a little. Uh, yes. And well, that. Right. Yeah. A big show for you tonight, Freak Nation. We've got uh, Joshua, uh, as a lot of folks like to call him. Oh, really? We call him Josh Hill, uh, Supercross star riding the 450s. Wasn't expected to ride this year, but uh, a Supercross rider was injured. Benny blows. They gave this guy a call, a guy who's been running many, many years on a bike, to fill in for him. And, 
hey, it's our win because we get him in the Freak Nation coming up in about 30, 35 minutes. Uh, Josh Hill will join us here in the Freak Nation. Tyler Reddick, NASCAR Cup star, joining us here, talking about the next-gen car. He'll be here. Also, Bill McAnally. Uh, I, I, I can make the argument that he is – I can make two arguments here, that Bill McAnally is the greatest stock car owner in history. And two, Bill McAnally is the greatest stock car owner in history that no one's ever heard of. Are those two different arguments? Yeah, they're different. Slightly. Yeah, he's also got a next gen car in his uh, in his garage. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we caught. In fact, we caught him at that. Uh, <laughs> he had the old gen car around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He did. He had both in the interview: the old gen and the new gen. And speaking of Bill McAnally, we'll hear from Todd Gilliland, David Gilliland, Dave. Woo! We've always said this. Listen, if you have that tough of a name for seasoned radio television veterans like, okay, me, <laughs> they can't pronounce it, change it. What? They're not going to change their name. Change it to Gil. Todd, TG, Todd Gill. Hey, Gil. Come on. Now he sounds like a fish. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Gilliland, be proud of your last name. Be proud no matter how complicated it is. I just can't. That's on you. That's not on Todd or David. God. All right, Freak Nation. Be sure you follow us on Twitter. Hopefully you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch. Going to resume with some affiliates and to get into some um, interesting pit news and notes from Crash, Stat, and yours truly. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Like that? Okay. Coming up. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out at Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Crash Gladys, pit news and notes coming up in moments. And thanks to our friends at General Tire. They make this thing possible. A lot of snow going off in the northeast. All right. East of the Mississippi. You Uh, sons. Texas got kind of hammered as well. Your Texas, state Texas. Okay, east of of Arizona. How about that? (laughs) Fake news. No climate change. Fake news. Right? Right. Get yourself some damn General Tires for rolling that snow, will you? Statman did it earlier. Yeah. You do it, too. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com, the official tire, the Freak Nation. An interesting version of Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. We're going to focus on one race. Yeah, you've got the clash going off. But the world was watching some Norwegians and some Americans. Crasher? It's just incredible, though, that two California boys talking about Colton Herta and Jimmy Johnson were able to become finalists in the race of champions. The race of champions goes off every year. I think, Statman, correct me if I'm wrong here too. Is this the first time it's been in February? Typically, this is a November, December, end of season race. But this year, I don't know if it was COVID or what pushed it over to the beginning of the next year. I love this placement. Maybe the snow is better because of climate change. And but... no, that was this is the first one that is the snow and ice. Yeah, champions. Generally, you're right. It's at the end of the year when they get you get everybody around, and it started off in the Canary Islands, and now it bumps around to a lot of places around the world. But this is the first time in Sweden, which yeah, just makes that more impressive. That Team USA, with a lack of uh, arguably, I mean Ken Block could do it probably, a lack of snow and ice driving, crushes it, and for the Nations Cup, made it to the final round. Petter and his son, Oliver Solberg, beat them for the Nations Cup, making history, by the way, becoming the first father-son duo, the first family to do so, which was also awesome. But yeah, Team USA coming in second, not too shabby. 
And I'm told that we will have Petter Solberg sometime next week here in the Freak Nation that we will share with you on all of our snappy video channels and on the national radio show. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, congratulations to the Solbergs and really those freaking uh, Yankees kicking some ass. (laughs) Those California boys. Yeah. (laughs) California Yankees, man. (laughs) Good job. Jimmy Johnson, Colton Herta represent. Yeah. Uh, coming up, Freak Nation, uh, a big first. All right, it's 120 minutes of uh, Freaks coming up. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-756-8720-800-756-8720-800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearbox making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. A 
I can't say it enough, Freak Nation. 22, almost 22 years of doing this. June 25th, 2000. June 25th, 2022. It'll be 22 years of doing Speed Freaks. From the Lucas Oil Studios, by the way. Statman, the greatest number 22 in football for you is, was? The greatest 20, I, I can't go past 32, Jim okay. Grant. That's the, I get stuck there. And the only other number I remember uh, is, uh, I don't know what I remember. <laughs> 32, 32 is the, the magic secret sauce. Zero, the number of Super Bowls Cleveland's won. Oh, yeah. you are rude. Number? Well, the, the number, the zero is the number that we've been to. <laughs> right. Ooh, Browns fans. Oops. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Cleveland Browns, they, they won them an NFL championship back in the day, but they just yeah. haven't won yeah. a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, they haven't won a Super Bowl. They won. They, we were in 64 was the last time, and I was up on the highest of clouds then. <laughs> Uh, lucasoil.com a great website if you own anything mechanical if you own anything that goes in the water including a fishing pole by the way everything from rods to reels to mustangs to power boats to motorcycles lucas oil has the product to keep your rides and your reels and your rods rolling wow i just made that up that's pretty good well done right. sir lucasoil.com Remember that day, I think it was at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, May, since we're talking about the 22 years of Speed Freaks, mm-hmm. coincidentally. Statman, you washed your hands in Lucas Oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be I used for also, anything. Yeah, you know, hey, you know, you forget some of that stuff, but it'll clean <laughs> your engine as well as your hands. But we don't, we don't recommend washing your hands. That's only for it. The special people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I recommend washing your hands at Stabilizer. Why yeah, not? Perhaps. Yeah. In fact, I I pulled in from the restaurant one day, and uh, the birds attacked me so bad, the stuff was dripping off the fender. <laughs> <laughs> and I right. grabbed the bottle off the shelf and cleaned it up. No problem. Bang. Nice. Nice. Oh, uh, well, you know, I could go into Lucas Oil Stabilizer. Might, uh, it's a cure for Omicron. I'm joking. Oh, no, it's not. It. It's not. I promise it's not. It's not. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. Hey, Freak Nation, listen, we got us a motorsports season about to kick off. You had the Clash. You had the Race of Champions today. Uh, shoot, we're smack dab in the middle of the Supercross season. NHRA is testing in Phoenix this weekend, or excuse me, this week. Uh, IndyCar starts off end of February, NASCAR in two weeks, Super Bowl next weekend. What are you looking most forward to for the 2022? That's, that's a weak topic. I get it. But there's, no. so, there's so many cool things happening for the 2022 season mm-hmm. that I thought we'd touch on that for the next five or six minutes on what are we looking most forward to for the 2022 season? Is the, is the go-to the, the next-gen car? Is, is that it because of what all is based on the success of this car or? No, because 
I essentially go back to why we created this show in the first place to talk about the personalities of the drivers in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, cars are fantastic and I love every technological aspect of them, but that's not the sexy part of motorsports to me. The sexy part is getting to know who these guys are, what makes them tick. So no, I'm either going to go with Tony Stewart moving over to drag racing. Okay. That's my one B. My one A is Jimmy Johnson racing the Indy 500. I freaking cannot wait to see him muscle that, that massive oval in an Indy car. So that's, that's what I'm looking most forward to. Good call. Not, not surprising, but good call. Not surprising. No. Anything <laughs> Indy 500 related, if yeah. I, you know, weigh that in my, my, uh, any of my opinions, it's not surprising. No. Statman, what about you, bud? Well, Crash went chalk, so I'm going to go chalk as Damn well. It. I went, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Formula One season oh, and yes. see if Lewis can uh, come back and, get the eighth championship, but I'm also looking for, and this is kind of a next gen car as well. The hybrid cars they're using in the world rally championship. I do look forward to that and uh, the success of those. And maybe that could expand into other forms of racing. Pardon my ignorance, but did they run any of those hybrids last year? Or is this going to be a a, a new class? This is the first year that they're using the hybrids in the, the top class of the uh, World Rally Championship. These are the fast dudes, and uh, these are the fast cars, yeah. The the importance of the next-gen car, I realize that. And some insight that I got many months ago on the build of these cars, it sounds like it's come a long way because the cat I was talking to played a significant role in the development of this car, and just threw his hands in the air saying, Kenny, we it's we got pieces that we don't know how to fit them together. But it certainly sounds like they're getting there. But I'm not going to go chalk like stat and crash. Fine. Show us what you got. Okay, I am. Formula One. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, stat man, stat man would have lost his ass if he would have. Or we actually would have won if he would have bet on me getting so fired up about Formula One at the tail end of last season and now for this season. The the, the, dr- the race director is booted. Uh, the championship was a sham. Okay. Are you kidding me? The Next to soccer, Formula One is the most popular sport on the planet. You get outside of our dumb cocoon here in America and realize the world's going to be watching this. Day, and, the, and they're going to be watching this race in Austin. In Miami and in Indianapolis and wherever where else is good. Las Vegas, wherever the hell is coming. Not in Indianapolis. I know it. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I I just think Formula One, it's got me hooked, and I'm a big ass critic. Now, after you started drinking wine, I realized <laughs> you're capable of anything. So <laughs> I'm not surprised that anything the Sarge comes up with. <laughs> However, Will this be the year that you finally cave and watch Drive to Survive? You have you have held out on that, Kenny. Will you finally? Well, watch well I haven't held out. I have. What did we What did we call that in the editing stat, man? Where we spot spot check it or? Oh <laughs> no! This is what we, in radio we we used to call it needle dropping, where someone would come in with a new album, yeah, and they they'd say you know track two or whatever, and then program directors, music directors would you put the album on and you go. Uh, and you hear 10 minutes of the song or the next 10, uh, 10 seconds of the song called needle dropping. And okay. there's a word that we use in the new millennia that I can't think of, 
But I did a lot of that with Drive to Survive. But who needed that? I'm that I'm that guy that needs to watch the football game live. I can't DVR that crap. I got to watch <laughs> it live. I know what happened, but I, but I get what Drive to Survive did. It really sucked a lot of people in that, that couldn't spell Formula One if you spotted them the F, frankly. <laughs> So, oh my God. so again, you're going back to dumb Americans because the rest of the world had already gotten. I raised my hand. I'll stand in line. Listen, I, like I said, <laughs> Statman's got more talent in his pinky than I'll ever have. Freak Nation, Tyler Reddick. We caught up with him in Phoenix testing the next gen car, the importance of that car, what it means to him as he's running for Richard Childress this year. A again, Lucas Oil team, by the way. Lucas Oil team. Also coming up, Josh Hill, Supercross pilot. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Hold and on, hold on. Lucas Oil Rider, by the way. Just saying. Just saying. Got a theme there, Freak Nation? Well, Forrest Lucas is being inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend. So, yeah, yeah. Into the Sports Hall of Fame in Missouri. Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up in a moment, your stat man, Scat. And again, all the essentials, Speed Freaks on Insta. Twitter, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. And hopefully you've realized that this damn thing is on YouTube now and Twitch and Facebook Live. More Freaks coming up. Now, I've been super critical of NASCAR in the past, but now some things are happening that deserve some positive attention. That includes uh, the race at the Coliseum this weekend, the Bushlight Clash. We're told that 70% of the tickets were bought by people who've never been to a NASCAR event. Now, some of those people might be there for the Ice Cube concert, but they saw a NASCAR race in addition. And selling tickets is a good thing for any entertainment producer doing anything. And in Virginia, students at Virginia State University are getting a chance to work behind the scenes in the NASCAR industry. These students from an historically black university outside Richmond are working as interns in NASCAR programming. They're learning about jobs that aren't behind the wheel or fixing wheels. They're learning NASCAR's management piece. Maybe NASCAR is doing more than banning Confederate flags at the track. Now, if they could only manage to have fewer and shorter races. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com to check out the products to keep your rides on the road. Trouble starting that car when it's 15 below? Lucas Oil has a product for you. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. We caught up with, speaking of Lucas Oil, we caught up with RCR pilot Tyler Reddick. He was out in Phoenix testing the next gen car. The importance of this car, we talk about it. This guy's fired up, man. Uh, He's also fired up that Kyle Larson's doing so damn well. A guy that he Grew up through the ranks with on 
a lot of dirt tracks on the West Coast. How much will we see Tyler Reddick run on the dirt? Well, we're going to find out. It's Tyler Reddick here in the Freak Nation. You seem like you feel pretty privileged to be able to come out here and test this car and how important this is for you to develop this car and to feel this car, what it means to you as a driver uh, for this 2022 season. This is pretty badass, isn't it? It is. I mean, championships can be decided here. So this is the most important test of of our offseason. And it's the last test before the year starts. So um, we've been able to gather a lot through the initial tests, if you will, um, begin to understand the car. So to have this last final test right before, you know, a little over a week's time we'll be at the clash, it's really important to to get as many laps as we could, learn as much as we can, because it's going to kind of set the, the groundworks for where I guess we base a lot of our knowledge for a lot of the short tracks uh, this year. You've got a day of testing in this thing. Where are you now on the familiarity ranking from 1 to 10, 10 being you're so damn familiar with this car, 1 being I still can't grasp it. Where are you? Um, I would... I definitely felt like I was at a one for the first couple hours in this thing. Um, we had some some challenges along the way, so I feel like you know when we come back, uh, I think we'll truly have the capability of being ten. I think where we're at, you know, we're right about an eight. Still not a good number for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't planned, but uh, in a, we're in a pretty good spot with it. We were really happy with where we ended the test. The pace was good. Um, good understanding for some adjustments that we will have at our disposal when we come and race, race adjustments. So in a good in a good place, but it's been very interesting. I feel like especially with this car, every track, um, it's almost like kind of starting over with, with the next-gen car. You know, you build a familiarity with, with the Gen 6 and the previous cars and kind of know what it feels like. Um, but this car truly... Um, Really, it really reacts to every every little thing that you input into it, and, and that includes the track as well. So every track, um, I think, especially to start, is going to feel vastly different from the other. By the way, these mics pick up our voices pretty damn good. So we, if it just looks like I'm talking, it's, it's cool. Uh, real quick before Crasher gets into something. We talked last year, or actually I think the tail end of last year, where the best driver not to win a, win a race, and it was you. So many people talked about Tyler was so close, and you were so close. You had numerous top tens. When does the light come on? Like, I'm going to win this damn thing, or did it come on going, I've got to win this thing last year, or are you even there yet? No, the, the opportunity's been there. Um, we've had moments, you know, the pay windows opened, if you will. You know, as, as dirt racers would say, it's time to go get it, and we just we just haven't gotten it, unfortunately. Um, there's a lot of races there at the end of the year where – you know, in position, in stage three, right where we need to be, just, you know, make mistake, make the wrong call. Um, then we've had some races where we really tried to give it away as best as we could. And at the end of the race, we're still up there. And then, well, we do give it away. But, I mean, to uh, to have that speed on a consistent basis, to be able to be running around the top ten, you can creep your way into the top five, those type of days. Um, throughout the year really helped us get closer and closer to that. We got we came to some really good tracks at the end of the year for us. Um, you know, once we were knocked out of the playoffs there, the, the final month and a half stretch uh, that were going to be good for us. We just unfortunately didn't survive, you know, our uh, our lull in, in the playoffs to make it to to the that round in the playoffs. So it was good for us, but we certainly just need to keep working. Um, it's nice to see those type of results, that type of pace, but 
everyone else is working really hard and we got a brand new race car now so um it's all it's all kind of like hitting the reset button but thankfully for us i feel like we kind of had to come from behind just to catch up um just to compete with some of those guys last year and we were able to do that easy so that's exciting when you think about that and what we have in front of us You've already got an advantage with all the testing you've had in this car. But of those lessons that you learned mentally last year, how much of that is going to translate for you? I wouldn't say necessarily the on-track experiences necessarily translate as much. But, but certainly um, just going through the motions and learning and overcoming adversity on the racetrack or um, whatever the situation might be, that's all experience that's going to make you stronger and better for the next time that, that something not really planned comes your way. But uh, the way this car races on the racetrack, you kind of just got to start from scratch, go back to the basics or, or when you race, you know, racing around others, I should say, um, and just try and have an open mind about it. Because I think probably the worst thing you could do is just get ahead of yourself, start to tell yourself, OK, this is the characteristics this is how it drives. Just keep an open mind about it and just learn as much as you can um, at the start of the season. Is there anything that can translate from your dirt days, whether it's dirt open wheel or dirt late models to this car or anything the way it races, anything the way that you feel behind the wheel that can translate? I guess the only thing I can think of is just, you know, the difference in steering. We ran steering boxes on stock cars, well, forever. And with this car, you know, going to, to a steering rack, um, you know, that the feel of what that rack is like, I guess, is, is one one thing in particular. Um, but other than that, you know, it's good to have those experiences, understand what it takes to adapt, to drive a late model, adapt, drive a midget or, or other, other forms of, of racing. But, um, you just don't want to box yourself out. You want to keep an open mind about it and just absorb all the information that you can through the car. Um, cause it's just, it's a totally new thing. I mean, it's, you can say it's like this, it's like a Trans Am car. It's kind of like, you know. Australian V8s or something like that, but but um, you just you know, like I said, um, if that if that can help some, good for them. But for me, just gonna approach it like this is a completely brand new thing, and just gonna learn as much as I can from the car when I'm in it. How much did you learn with ice fishing a couple weeks ago? That was actually Sunday. That was only a couple oh, days ago. Geez. Yeah, I was in Maine Sunday. I flew here wow. Monday. Um, that was a lot of fun. Different kind of cold. <laughs> But um, pretty wild, pretty fun. I really liked it up there. Uh, I don't like the cold if there's no snow involved. And thankfully, Maine had a lot of snow, a lot of ice. Uh, just pretty crazy to see um, pretty courageous pe people out there uh, driving around their pickups and Jeeps and whatever on the ice. I mean, I had two feet of ice. I mean, we we're it's pretty solid out there. But uh, a lot of fun to go ice fishing. New for me. Frigid, very frigid. But uh, um yeah, good time. Well, that reminds me, though. I mean, Richard Childress, he's old school. And when we started Speed Freaks 20-plus years ago, it was a lot of drivers would drive whatever they wanted to. Then it came to, you guys are making so much cake. Nope, you got to stay with the cup car, man. But now it seems like it's reverted back to the old days where, whether it's Chase Elliott, and of course, Kyle Larson, and other drivers going to go out there and run, run what you brung. And, and you now, how much are you going to be involved outside of just cup running on dirt, maybe some other series? I've got to figure that out. Ice, ice racing would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, we'll just see where it goes. Um, I, I've always understood it's a huge advantage because I think that's what, I mean, if it wasn't for racing, gosh, you know, hundreds of times a year, um, 
I wouldn't have learned or developed the way I did. So I knew it was really. What do you want to do, Tyler? Come on, no. man. Richard's not watching this no, damn no. thing. What do you want to do, bro? <laughs> Richard's good with it. We've we've talked about it a lot, actually. You know, he's never, um, ever since I've stepped foot at RCR, said, hey, you can't do this, can't do that. He's been all for it because he understands. He's a racer. He knows that the experience gained throwing yourself in something completely new is going to be beneficial. But I mean, I wouldn't say I have anything like really locked down yet. You know, I might go, I think I might run a super late model on asphalt for the first time. Um, I'd like to get back to running the Chili Bowl again. It's been almost, well, geez, eight, nine years since I ran it. Um, I want to be ready when I go. I want to be, you know, I grew up racing against Kyle. He's doing a great job when he goes and runs. You know, um, a lot of those guys, they're running good. I don't want to make us look bad. I want to be ready when I get there because I want to go, you know, I'm not just there to have fun. I want to make the damn A main. I want to, I want to run good, you know? So, um, and I realized that what goes into that is preparation. Why do we run? Why have we been running better on the cup side? Well, it's time, preparation, and getting ready. So I know that, you know, that same thing's got to go into that. So I've just been waiting for the right time, I guess, in my life too, where I feel comfortable enough taking those extra weeks or, or days to prepare and be ready and really be all in when I go do it. See, guys, there's a theme in this show, snow and ice. I mean, Tyler Reddick ice fishing? Are you kidding me? Anything is possible these days. And coming up, another thing with anything is possible, Josh Hill. Who knew he'd be racing Supercross this year? He didn't even know until Christmas. That was just a couple weeks ago. Josh Hill, Supercross rider with Team Tedder, coming up next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission fix lucas oil it works now you can get generic viagra shipped to your door for about two dollars a pill get the same impact for less call steel man pills now and get the same blue pill for about two dollars a pill call now for the 50 pill special and save even more plus get a free bonus 800-993-1327 800-993-1327 that's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Polling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. 
Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. back with the freaks in the lucas oil studios been doing this for 20 years freak nation and it's uh i say we're back with josh hill and i didn't i, I would have been a if i was a betting man i would have lost that bet if i said uh, come february i'd be sitting in the freak nation with josh hill when 2022. This, in 2022 that josh hill would be back in the freak probably josh thought the same damn thing as he's out there trying to retire and do all kinds of other crazy crap uh supercross rider josh hill joining us here in the Freak Nation, and I was surprised to see that you're back on a bike come Anaheim, and it, I mean, it, it's sad that you're on there because of what happened to the injured rider, but damn it, uh, welcome back temporarily, is that how we say it? Yeah, yeah, we're here, Peoria, I think it's Peoria, Arizona, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, just yeah. say Phoenix, just say Phoenix, Josh. <laughs> yep, Phoenix, basically, just 20 minutes outside Phoenix, uh, not too far. Right here at uh, where the Cardinals play. I think it's State Farm Stadium. It's uh, one of the biggest floors that we have, if not the biggest floor space that we have all year. Oh, really? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Get into that because this is a return to the Phoenix audience because of COVID. But what do you mean by the biggest floor? So you've got a larger track, maybe some larger straightaways here, even versus a Daytona? Well, I guess guess it would definitely be the largest dome stadium floor that we ride in. Got Uh, it. So... Here, it's a bigger floor, uh, floor space than pretty much any other place I've seen. And then also the, the floor actually retracts outside. The, the actual turf that the Cardinals play on retracts out the back. So there's still a field, um, but it's outside the stadium right now. And then we actually, our, our starting gate comes from one end to the other. And the track actually goes underneath the um like where the spectators are, we go underneath the building. So it's uh, it's a pretty unique track. That's badass. That reminds me of some of the old, not Monster Energy Cups, but some of the finales in Vegas that we've been to over the years. That's awesome. Yeah, it's similar to that, but you know, we're not going outside the building. We're going underneath the building. Ah, okay. Josh, share with the Freak Nation, Josh Hill, Supercross pilot riding the 450s in the Supercross series. Share with the Freak Nation how you came about this ride. Where, where were you when they made the call saying, buddy, we need you back on the bike? 
I just had finished up. Uh, I do a lot of free ride stuff nowadays, and uh, you know, I'm messing around with uh, you know, kind of testing uh, new electric dirt bikes. I've been really uh, having a blast doing that stuff. But yeah, you know, I mainly just free ride now for you know a few of my sponsors, Monster Energy and Fox and Mountain Motorsports. And uh, you know, I just finished up this project that I was doing, and and went home and thought, man, I've got you know, now I've got a you know some time to breathe. I probably got a you know a good month of downtime. And uh, I I went and flew home to visit my family in Oregon for Christmas. And the day I got there, uh, I get a random phone call from Dakota Tedder and uh, <laughs> a friend from the time, and you know, told me that Benny unfortunately had gotten hurt, and just said, "Hey, would you want to race?" And I thought about it for about 30 seconds. And I was like, well, I've never really ridden a KTM. So why don't I, you know, day after Christmas, I'll, I'll come down there and, uh, go give it a test ride and you guys see where I'm at. And I, I see how I like the bike and yeah, things just took off from there. You know, basically, uh, first couple of days on the bike went good and you know, we're here, showed up at Anaheim with about a week of preparation <laughs> with one of the most competitive fields that we've seen. Yeah, it definitely is that. So, uh, you know, just the fact that I've been able to make, you know, three out of the, you know, I, I missed the main event at Anaheim. I had a crash in the qualifying uh, when I was running up front and, uh, you know, didn't make the main there, but I've made everyone since. So uh, I, I'm pretty happy with that. You know, like, I, like you guys just talked about, it's probably the, you know, it's arguably the deepest field ever. Um, you know, we've had what, four rounds and four different winners and the competitiveness goes all the way back to, you know, 30th place in qualifying to what do you attribute that because i've been following supercross since about 1999 kenny's been following it since he was in his mom's womb hey just seriously you used to ride yourself but to what do you attribute that because it used to be just the ricky johnson's or you know just the jeremy mcgrath's i know that ricky carmichael brought on such a new strength regimen in in all overall fitness but what has kept it what has maintained it and how is it going on today well, I think that the sports changed a lot, you know, back when I came in, you know, my first, my rookie year was 2006 was my first ever pro national. And, you know, I came in straight out of amateurs and, and got second place at my, uh, you know, third ever moto. And, you know, I, you know, when I was young, we moved way out of town and, and got 120 acres out in the middle of nowhere of Oregon and, uh, you know, kind of built our own training facility. And I think that's what gave me a little bit of, uh, you know, the edge on my competition back then. Uh, but now there's these training facilities just sprouting up all over the country. Uh, you know, you got these places like, you know, Club MX, and, uh, mm -hmm. South Carolina, and then you, you know, you've got your MTF down in, uh, down in Georgia and, and these, these training facilities are coming up everywhere and they, they really train to become pro racers, even at uh, you know a, a young amateur level. Matt Walker has another good training facility in Georgia, and uh, you know every time these guys hit the track, they have coaching. Uh, they they do motos. They do you know they they just really every single day is like a race day, and these kids live at these training facilities. And I think that that's really kind of what's elevated everybody to a more of an even playing field. Everybody's training like Ricky Carmichael now. Mm -hmm. You know, you mix that in with now our, you know, we're riding 450s that are extremely powerful. And even the 250s are extremely powerful, but they're all uh, fuel injected and they run so clean nowadays. Um, you know, I think the fuel injection has kind of helped bridge the gap a little bit between, uh, you know, a factory ride and a privateer. Because, you know, back in the day, you used to have to run your settings from the year before and, and really have, uh, you know, your jetting down to a science. 
And with the fuel injection, I think it made it a little bit more of an even playing field and made the bikes easier to ride. Josh Hill, Supercross pilot, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And hear me out. So you're not scheduled to run the 2022 series season. You're free riding. You're still in a little bit of shape. But to me, this is like a boxer who just goes to the gym and works out. And then all of a sudden, hold on, man. We've got a heavyweight fight for you in front of 15, 20,000 people. You got to go out there and try to try to beat the champ in one week. Yeah. You aren't you just basically getting in shape as you're racing? I mean, as you're racing for money in the Supercross series because you were nowhere near in shape come December. Yeah. I mean, the first day I got on the bike, I was having a hard time stringing together more than, you know, four or five laps at a time at a decent pace. And, um, you know, then you just get thrown to the wolves and you got to go race for 20 minutes plus a lap, which, you know, sometimes equals out to about 26 laps. Um, and, you know, it, it definitely uh, it, it was a little bit of a shock that, you know, the first couple of weekends. But I've just, you know, we race on the weekend and then I come back and the guys here, you know, Monster Energy, Lucas Oil, Team Tedder Racing, like they've they have a whole team of guys around me to go to the track and, uh, you know, make sure I have good equipment to train on. And then, you know do my off the bike stuff during the week. And I, I'm pretty happy with my progress. Like I, I'm feeling more and more like uh, a racer out there instead of just relying on my talent to get me over the obstacles and, and get me into the main. I feel like I'm starting to bring some intensity back into it. And that's, that's nice. Has there been any back and forth between you and your brother, Justin? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, Justin took a year off last year. Um, just something, you know, things didn't work out with him and the team that he was on. And it was the last minute. And Justin thought he was going to have a, a change in career and actually became a, uh, a sheriff's deputy in the county that we grew up in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he did that for a few months. And, you know, I think he just missed, missed racing and, and maybe felt like he left a little something on the table. And, uh, you know, he got back signed with uh, the PRMX Kawasaki team and had a good three month training camp. And, for about two days there, at, you know, at Christmas dinner, we were already, you know, talking about who was going to, you know, who was going to win between the two of us. The two, of us. He, uh, two days later, he had uh, had a big crash out at the practice track, actually had a, a, a sprocket uh, kind of disintegrate on a jump face and ended up injuring his shoulder. So, yeah, for about uh, about two days there, it looked like me and Justin were finally going to get a race each other at Monster Energy Supercross because we've actually never even competed against each other. We raced each other one time at monster energy cup and he whooped me pretty good. He, uh, he dang near one. And I think I got like 13th. So, uh, <laughs> it was looking like we have some battles. And unfortunately about, uh, three days after Christmas, he went back to the training facility in, uh, South Carolina and had a, uh, um, a sprocket disintegrate on a jump face and he, he yeah. hurt his shoulder pretty good. He's, he's still, uh, you know, on the mend right now and we, i don't know exactly when he's coming back but you know he's he's he wants to come back racing so that's exciting well let's let's go mm. back to this whole sheriff thing brother i know right <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I come from a different generation where motorcycle motocross motorcycle riders and cops it was oil and vinegar how in the hell does a supercross rider carry a badge, a gun, and try and be a badass when it, there were the 60s and 70s when the, all the cops wanted to do was get the freaking bikers off the street? How does that happen? <laughs> he, you know, he's, he's not much of a biker on the street. I, mean, I think he has a Harley and he cruises it around a little bit, but Justin's, uh, he's not much of an outlaw. You know, he's a, he's a really good kid. 
And, uh, you know, he just had some friends. Uh, he's got quite a few friends that are in the sheriff's department in, in various counties and states. And he thought it was going to be a, uh, you know, a new career path for him. And, you know, I think he enjoyed it, but I think he just realized he had, you know, he left a little bit on the table in, in supercross racing. You know, when you're that good at something, it's, it's hard to walk away. Would you be the first one that he would pull over or would it maybe be your parents? I don't know. I, you know, that's why I asked him. I'm like, you know, we, you're going to have to, you're going to be ruining some people's day, man. How does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he said, he, he said he wasn't going to be doing that, but I don't know. I don't know if he had a chance. <laughs> what would your alter ego be, Josh Hill? I mean, I know you've got Hill Ride It. You've got a lot of production things that you do. But what would be your alter ego, your other maybe everyday job? You know, I quit doing uh, I quit racing for three years. And actually, I worked in uh, sports marketing for Monster Energy. So I was actually the team manager of all things Moto for Monster Energy for three years. And, uh, you know, that was a, a I couldn't say it was too much of a shock because, you know, I'd known the, you know, I'd spent a lot of time around the monster people and it was, uh, it was an awesome time and I learned so much, but you know, it, it was a little bit of wearing a different hat. You know, I, uh, it, it was, it was fun. And I, I just, you know, I miss competing at this level too. There's just no <laughs> substitute for it. It's so hard uh, you dedicate your life to something like this um, to walk away, knowing that you can still compete at a, at a high level. Well, having said that, I mean, eventually the competition does go away. Would you and your brother ever want to team up and start your own team? You know, I don't know. That's that's a lot of work. Running a team is a, yes. a lot of work. I think, you know, I, I've been having a lot of fun uh, promoting some events, um, doing a lot of riding schools, working with younger kids. But uh, promoting events and doing the production stuff has been kind of uh, my passion the last couple of years. We started doing this big event out at uh, – my parents' property um, in Oregon called the Big Hill Jam, and they have a uh, a national hill climb race. It's actually a, a stop of the Moto Climb Super Series, and then we have pretty much seventy five percent of the best freestyle and freerider guys in the world. And then uh, you know, put up a big purse for a pit bike race. I think we had twenty thousand dollars in purse money for everybody just to come out and have fun and uh, have this big uh, you know jam out at my my parents' mm. property. It was basically my parents let me have a big party and invite all my friends. You know, we had some bands oh. out there. Uh, it, it was a really good time. So I hope they just continue doing that and maybe, uh, you know, get involved in the promoting side. Josh oh, nice. Hill, 450 Supercross pilot, joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. And you, the Starkvarg electric bike you're riding and promoting, we've talked to a lot of drag racers before. And, and electric cars are coming. They're here. They're taking – it's just where it's headed. And they shake their heads, and there's no freaking way that Top Fuel and Funny Car that were it's a, it's about the smell, the noise, the the rubber. Do you see Supercross going electric in our lifetime? You know that's a that's a tough question. Um, do I think that in our lifetime there's going to be an electric bike that out you know proves a you know a four stroke or a two stroke or a combustion engine of any kind? Yeah. Um, not far away from that, uh, with that Stark Varg, we're really, uh, it's, it's a bike that I think could be competitive against the four fifties, uh, on a supercross track. Is that the way it's going to go? I I don't know. Uh, there's two ways, there's two ways to look at it. You know, with an electric bike, you know, there's even a way there there's, it's a possibility to have a complete spec racing class with the electric bikes. You could come in and you could get your mapping from the promoter and you guys could go out and everybody race on equal equipment to the team 
And I think that that could be really good for racing in general, keeping the cost down and making it, you know, the sport open up to, you know, guys that are really good riders, but maybe just didn't have the opportunities to get on a top tier team. Mm. Um, you know, there's things about that that are exciting, but like you said, uh, that rev up on the, you know, on the starting line with, with 22, 450s is, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to, uh, to lose that. And, you know, I don't know if I want to see, I'm torn. I'm really torn because I think that electric motorcycles are going to be massive for the motorcycle industry in a whole, as far as getting new riders involved in motorcycle riding, because really you don't have to know anything about motorcycles to own one and operate them because mm -hmm. of how reliable they are. Mm -hmm. uh, you basically you ride it and you plug it in and you check the chain in the spokes <laughs> and go back out and there's, you know, you don't have to worry about anything. So you like I said, it's, it's a double-edged sword because it may, if it takes off too quickly, it, it may hurt some of these companies that have dedicated their whole lives to tuning, you know, internal combustion engines to make them good. I really hope that that doesn't happen. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. But if you have a little backyard track and you've got a nosy neighbor that hates dirt bikes, <laughs> these just as fun to ride. That's incredible. That's good to hear. <laughs> hey, buddy, thanks for doing this, man. Good luck for the rest of the season. You're on that damn bike, all right? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Josh Hill joining us here in the Freak Nation. Big second hour coming up with the Freaks. The greatest stock car owner in history that you may not have heard of, but you've certainly heard of his drivers, Bill McAnally. He joins us in the second hour. Coming up, Lucas Oil Studios, Speed Freaks Pits. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, I'm looking forward to this hour, and I'll tell you why. We've got a stock car owner that the majority of stock car fans have never heard of. But you certainly know the drivers that he's groomed. Bill McAnally will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Carrie Earnhardt, Sarah Fisher, Travis Pastrana, Eric Holmes, Brendan Gaughan, Haley Deegan, Michael Waltrip, Cole Cluster, Todd Gilliland. All of those cats had something to do with Bill McAnally, and we've got him coming up here in the Freak Nation. Wait, wait, wait. You just said a name that I did not realize. Michael Waltrip? Yep. Wow. Remember, Michael Waltrip was also a Napa driver. Michael uh -huh. Waltrip would come to Irwindale Speedway and run in, what was it, was the k and West Series at the time? With Bill McAnally? Yeah. Whoa. The, yeah. They, they will also know... This kid, Austin, whose second name escapes me right now, especially the women 
will know Austin as the season progresses. <laughs> Always uh, driver this year. <laughs> they'll be dry, they'll be following him all through the pits. And this is where I make my argument for this guy. And and just stick around for this interview, man. Uh, Bill McAnally, he's an original freak here in the Freak Nation. We, I think Statman and I, at least I know I met him before we started Speed Freaks, which, again, Speed Freaks is almost 22 years old, when he was actually driving, I think, at the time. He's the only owner in NASCAR history to have eight championships mm. at the touring series level of NASCAR. Wow. Well, there you go. Say that—that that makes your argument right there. Say what you will. Well, it's not Cup. It's not Xfinity. If competition's still the same, yeah. I mean, w- together the three of us have been to numerous dirt tracks and local tracks where to to know that someone dominates a series in a region that much, you just don't find it. No. <clears throat> By the way, Austin Herzog. Ah, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. There you go. So Bill McAnally uh, this hour. Also, we're going to hear, from, speaking of one of his drivers, uh, Todd Gilliland. Uh, he was in Phoenix for the next-gen test. We'll have uh, some time with him coming up this hour. The website, speedfreaks.tv. And, of course, you follow us on Twitter, Instagram. We're all there for you, man. And hopefully you're watching and listening on YouTube. If you're not, maybe you're on Sirius XM or, of course, on one of the radio stations across the country that carry the Freak Nation. Or if you've downloaded the podcast for the Freaks, uh, thank you for listening. Which, by the way, I I, I should cut this this video clip because I find it every now and then when I'm, when, when I'm trying to get some Flashback Fridays or Throwback Thursday video for for Speed Freaks. There was a clip of, of us doing one of our ESPN TV shows, or I think it was ESPN at the time, or was it Speed, at SEMA. Okay. And I, re- I referenced podcast. <laughs> that was in 2004. Oh, oh, wow. And I would like to claim that I made that up. I didn't. I wouldn't. I'm I'm not that smart. But where did I find that word? 18 years ago, right? Well, it essentially came from the iPod, right? Yes. Isn't somebody with Apple came up with the term. So if you're on your iPod at the time and you're listening to music and then talk kind of moved its way into that realm and it became a pod cast because you're casting on your iPod. It, yeah, that's there you go. essentially how it began. And Statman, you've been, again, responsible for our digital uploads for, for decades. Uh, did you see the popularity of podcasting uh, anywhere close to where it is now? No, because I'm still sitting in this seat in my office. And <laughs> if I'd have seen it coming, I'd be sitting at a much higher seat in a larger <laughs> office with a staff of people around right. me doing the work that I do. <laughs> Shouting commands work. at them. Yeah, right. You go here. You go there. Exactly. I was trying to reach back in my drawer, in my desk drawer here. So I found at least when in the last move from Southern California, I found an old iPod. Can you believe it? I found my, uh, my old iPod. One of those thick ones. No, well, I got the thick one yep. somewhere, but this was one of the little ones before they came out with the iPhone. In fact, guy, when I went to trade in to get a new iPod, the guy said, hey, hold on to that. They're <gasps> coming out with something different. And He gave uh, yeah. you the heads up? Yeah. He and said, didn't try to sell you on it? Ooh. No, he gave me the heads up and said, uh, keep that 
and uh, when this when this next generation, whatever it is, comes out, uh, you're going to be happy that you kept the old. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Bringing in more affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. This hour, Todd Gilliland, NASCAR Cup pilot, talking about the next-gen car. He'll join us. And Bill McAnally. One of the greatest stock car owners that you've never heard of will be joining us this hour. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the tire for your righteous ride. A lot of folks still socked in their home, anxiously awaiting to get back out in that car Monday morning. Uh, why don't you make a detour to your discount tire, big old tire, tire pro, and grab yourself some new General Tires and just prove me right. General Tire on snow and ice, badasses. GeneralTire.com. Crasher, congratulations, frankly, to Jimmy Johnson and Colton Herta for putting up with the Norwegians. <laughs> putting up with the world, man, and yeah. driving on snow and ice and crushing it and taking home a podium finish for Team USA that nobody, I don't think anybody really expected, especially when the Norwegians took down Sweden. Yeah, the Nations Cup was just awesome. I mean... We've got a lot of things to be proud of as the season has kicked off. Statman, you nailed it last hour when you said the frigid temperatures at the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona last week are what got Jimmy Johnson and Colton Herta ready for racing on the snow and ice in Sweden at at Rock Sweden Race of Champions. But yeah, this is exciting because 24 Hours of Daytona typically kicks things off. For those of us in the Speed Freak Nation, we always get the year kicked off with Supercross in Anaheim. So yeah, everything's kind of back to normal from all the COVID craziness over the last two years and schedules being completely out of whack. It's just great to have the excitement, the enthusiasm, the energy of normalcy in motorsports back again. And that's what we got with this, this weekend as well. I mean, NASCAR at the Coliseum, come on in front of a Super Bowl worldwide media scale. It was just say what you will about the race, about the weekend. It was absolutely epic of NASCAR to step outside their box and do something in front of a different audience and a different media group. Just amazing. So, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Now Daytona's upon us. Bam! I'm excited. All right, Freak Nation. As I mentioned, Bill McAnally coming up here in the Freak Nation. Todd Gilliland, NASCAR Cup star, uh, who was testing the next-gen car out in Phoenix. He'll be joining us. Be sure you stick around for this big old thing. Coming up from Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do, protect your engine, and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy-Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. When you're up late at night, you need to find some things to read on your snappy phone. You know, do exactly what all the doctors say not to do. Put a screen in front of you at 2 o'clock in the morning. Get your brain going again. <laughs> Unlike Crash. Jesus. I use that to get to sleep. If I play Euchre, mm-hmm. I will fall asleep. That's I just get me my Euchre game and then... Euchre? Mm-hmm. Euchre. I haven't yes. heard that. You, I haven't heard that since I was a kid. Right? right? You, big old Midwest game. Okay. Any, so, anybody listening in Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Crasher. Michigan, they know. Okay, so, fine, they uh, my point was, uh, go to lucasoil.com. Go through their website <laughs> and learn a few things on what the product, the product that you need to keep your ride on the road, inside your engine, outside your engine. <laughs> right? <laughs> Play Euchre or go to lucasoil.com. You want to still keep that new car smell and that 67 Ford? Lucas has a product, babe. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. 
A number of drivers, they were out in Phoenix a week and a half ago for the next-gen test. And the overriding theme that I got out of it, Crasher, was they're all still trying to figure this thing out. Even Kyle Larson, to a degree, was I mean, this guy that you put him in a tricycle and he'll win. That they're still trying to figure this thing out. You have the clash. The, the track at the Coliseum is not necessarily conducive, and it's, it's been admitted by these drivers, to really learning this car. Right. Because it's not like any track they're going to be running. Great for the clash. I mean, you know, a little bit of publicity, having some fun. Yeah. But Daytona is a whole different animal. Whole different animal. You know what they didn't do? They didn't bank the turns so the cars could get up to speed and go flying off into the peristyle and land in the 15th row. You know, so. Which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Maybe. That's still your fourteen-year-old granddaughter when she comes home. What do you, when she wants to go out and ride a bike or go to the mall? What do you say, baby? Watch out for the hoodlums. They're gonna come on. They're gonna throw you up in the stands. Okay, Mister Get Off My Lawn guy, it's coming. Oh gosh! Right. Speaking of a young man, me uh, Todd Gill. No. Todd Todd Gill Todd Gilliland, the son of David Gilliland. He's teammates with Michael McDowell this year in the Cup Series. We they just ca- resigned Loves, I believe, this week for the tenth or twelfth year in a row. It's good news. No, hey, it's great news. If you do any travel on the road, you know exactly what Loves uh-huh. is. <laughs> what? If you do any travel on the road, you know what love is. <laughs> Yeah, let's let that just dangle there. Okay. Let's not go further any further than that. That was Oh, my goodness. Speaking of rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Uh, Freak Nation, it's Todd. (laughs) Just go. Todd Gilliland here in in the Freak Nation. (laughs) And trying to get questions in. In between the passes of these cars, it's tough. But these cars sound a little bit louder, a little bit different, a little bit heavier than what I've heard in the past. Yeah, they really do. Uh, they're quite a bit louder inside. But, you know, from from my, my perspective inside the racetrack, uh, the exhaust is actually coming out both sides of the race car now instead of just the right side. So from inside, I think it's a lot louder. Hopefully from outside, that gives the fans the same uh, sound that they've always loved. As a race car driver... Well, let's just back up a second. As a guy that likes fast, loud cars, feeling that rumble under your butt does something for you. But as a big-time NASCAR Cup driver like yourself, where would you be without that rumble? What if these were electric cars? Doesn't it mean something to have that rumble under your butt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I have really not seen much about electric racing in general, but, um, I mean, I love what we have. It's, I mean, it's pretty much all I've ever done is, you know, fire up the engine, feel the, the rumble when it's on. And, uh, you know, from there, it only gets louder and louder the faster you go. So, um, I mean, I love it. I love the sound of NASCAR and, um, yeah, but who knows uh, what the future will look like. What are you expecting to learn from this test that you haven't yet heard from some of the other tests so far? Well, I think this is a really important test. Um, I've made some laps at Daytona and Charlotte, which Charlotte was pretty uh, pretty much wide open. You know, you're out of gas a little bit, and then Daytona, you're wide open the whole time. So 
Uh, here will be really nice to get a feel for the brakes, uh, the pressure, temperatures, all of that stuff, maybe throughout a longer run. So I'm excited. This is kind of like my first short track. So, um, you know, a lot of question marks about shifting, just easing into the gas, just so many other things that, you know, are going to be a, a big value uh, to my whole team here going to the clash. I just have to laugh. I mean, I know I'm old and I don't have very good hearing, but I can't even hear him. And he's standing right next to me, and I'm not used to that from the old cars. This is just crazy, but it's, it is exciting at the same time. So what has Michael McDowell told you so far? I know we're so into the infancy of this still, but what have you learned from him so far? Well, I've just learned kind of, you know, some of the, the Cup Series stuff from the last couple of years, you know, that he's been really good at. They've made a lot of gains uh, as Front Row Motorsports as a whole. And I think he's been a big part of that. So I'm really excited about that. But then on the other side of it, it's been really cool that me and him have been able to learn this car together kind of in a way, you know. We've been at all these tests. I've been trying to pick his brain, um, you know, every time possible. And um, I think it's just kind of a cool, cooler relationship. Hopefully we can help each other. But you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more of him helping me than me helping him. But let's be honest, Todd. got your old man you got michael mcdowell don't you listen more to mike mcdowell than your old man <laughs> that's funny i i actually have a really good relationship with my dad he's always helped me so much so um i actually listen to my dad probably more than most sons maybe but um you know it's it's just always been really fun that's what we do together and um you know it gives us something to talk about for sure and that's when the crew chief comes in and says no you listen to me more than anyone else right yeah, it is tough sometimes. I mean, as a young driver, there's so many so many different voices in your head. You know, you kind of have to pick which one to take it at each time. But um, I think it's it's all a positive. You know, if you have more people telling you good things, it's it's always going to be a good thing. I just that's the first time I'm hearing that interview because I heard I heard nothing when we were right there standing next to each other. Like I said. That was, oh, wow. That You're was, professional, Crash. That was a little embarrassing because, yeah. I, I remember you put the mic in my face, and I'm like, what did he just say? <laughs> I like to go off of what people just said, and I'm like, what? I didn't hear him. <laughs> but another thing to take away from that interview, I like that mic flag. I think we're going to be helping out the St. Louis track a couple mm -hmm. times this year. Statman, uh, WWT Raceway has uh, asked the Freak Nation to uh, assist in some of their social media and promote their races coming up. What do you think about that? That's Hall of Fame spectacular. Wow. Right? Way to go. Way to go. I saw that mic flag, and I said, I'm trying to think, is there anybody else that has anything that looks like that? <laughs> and certainly not Phoenix, but, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the guy that is, is he still at St. Louis, the guy that used to be at Las Vegas? Oh, know? yeah. Chris Blair, he's a he's a he's a big fan of the freaks. Yep. Yeah, he was he's always helped me whenever I've called him. Hey, Statman, how you doing? He's, he's you know, good, people. good people. Well, we're working on getting you and Crash and yours truly to that track, the home of Budweiser. Well, I not the you know, home Budweiser, no Budweiser. Like, St. Louis well, is, but not mm -hmm. the track necessarily. Uh, and helping out with uh, their IndyCar race, their NASCAR Cup race, and might even get in there in October to help them out with their NHRA race, Statman. So wait a yeah. minute, hold on real quick. The NASCAR Cup race of those three weekends, the NASCAR Cup race is first, right? Yes. June third, fourth, and fifth. 
Mm-hmm. So that's the one to really gear up for right now. Yeah. Yeah, St. Louis is the home of the ringmaster. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. he should join us at the track. Yeah. WWT race. Well, and, and given the IndyCar schedule, they get cranked in February, and the next race is in August in so WWTR bad. Raceway. Yeah. Okay. And the third race is like the following March, isn't it? <laughs> You're <laughs> so bad. It's the only series where you celebrate two birthdays within a season. Because the season is that long and spread out and has enough gaps. Listen, Got it. We love IndyCar. We just, <laughs> just what I what what I see Crasher with their first four races are like within three months. What was it? Just something crazy. Where Okay, end of February and then middle of March and then end of March. Yeah, do they just have one in April? Yeah, Long Beach Grand Prix. Huh. Mm-hmm. And that's the but beginning. Oh, wow. Okay. You can't you can't beat if you're gonna say that, you can't beat IMSA. The first two races in the IMSA <laughs> calendar are more than half the season right. uh, uh-huh. in terms of time and miles and everything. The, this between the Rolex twenty four and Sebring, and the rest of the season is you've done more than half the season by then. <laughs> you guys teed it up perfectly for me because coming up next, you got your stat man scat and who shot who in the foot? IMSA or IndyCar? Huh. That's next. Speed Freak Spits and the Lucas Oil Studio. Speed Freaks. A who's who in motorsports. Hey, this is Tony Stewart. Ricky Carmichael. Dylan Hart Jr. and Big Daddy Don Garlic. Manu Kastanavis. Vince Neal. Mario Andretti. Jeremy McGrath. Jimmy Johnson. Dal Lancer Jr. I'm Jim Neighbors. Well, golly. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. I've been super critical of NASCAR in the past, but now some things are happening that deserve some positive attention. That includes uh, the race at the Coliseum this weekend, the Bushlight Clash. We're told that 70% of the tickets were bought by people who've never been to a NASCAR event. Now, some of those people might be there for the Ice Cube concert, but they saw a NASCAR race in addition. And selling tickets is a good thing for any entertainment producer doing anything. And in Virginia, students at Virginia State University are getting a chance to work behind the scenes in the NASCAR industry. These students from an historically black university outside Richmond are working as interns in NASCAR programming. They're learning about jobs that aren't behind the wheel or fixing wheels. They're learning NASCAR's management piece. Maybe NASCAR is doing more than banning Confederate flags at the track. Now, if they could only manage to have fewer and shorter races. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
And now, some parenting advice from Pink's husband and freestyle motocross legend, Carrie Hart. Ain't none of my dirty ass friends gonna be anywhere near my kid. <laughs> Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. GeneralTire.com, great website. Hopefully, you follow them on Insta. On Twitter, their Facebook page. But go to GeneralTire.com. Great tires for ice, sleet, or snow. What you driving? They got it. Go to GeneralTire.com. It's GeneralTire.com. we got about five minutes here, Freak Nation. Talked a little bit about this last segment about IndyCar versus IMSA. IMSA, of course, is the sports car, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship that's being run. A lot of people say, what the hell is IMSA? Is that the, is that the new shot for Omicron 6? Nope. <laughs> nope. You funny. Again, it's like we get so caught up in ourselves. Like, we expect people to know IMSA. Okay. I get it. I get it. I mean, think about it, though. People mm-hmm. watching us on YouTube or Twitch or wherever the heck we are, they at least are motorheads. I'm just saying. They're motorheads. They know right. what we're talking about. But, yes. We are on sports channels, regular stick and ball sports channels all around the country. So, yeah, even IndyCar is a foreign term to them. NASCAR, we still have to educate some people on. So, yeah, IMSA is absolutely out of their knowledge base. So, with the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, there are a number of IndyCar drivers that will be running in Sebring, which is the second race of the IMSA series. It's a 12-hour race, Freak Nation. Again, it's a 12-hour race that starts in... The, the evening of a Friday and ends in the evening of a Saturday. No, no. Starts in the morning and ends yeah, sorry. in the evening. Hey, I just went 24 hours. Come on, man. What's oh, going on here? Oh, Kenny. Wow. Like I said, Once man. around the clock, not twice around the clock. Stab man's got more talent in his thumbnail. <clears throat> okay, so there we go. 12-hour race. Mm-hmm. But there's a problem, Crasher. Care to elaborate? IndyCar has moved their Texas weekend to that exact same Weekend. Again, there's politics behind it and separating the NASCAR weekends from the IndyCar weekends at each individual track, mm-hmm. whatever. But that aside, you can't tell me that IndyCar and Texas Motor Speedway couldn't come to an agreement on a different weekend instead of conflicting with the 12 hours of Sebring, which has been on that exact same weekend in the middle of March for decades now. Come on, people. Anyway. What apparently just this week, what happened was the Ganassi team has pulled all of his drivers from Sebring in order for them to focus exclusively on the high banks of Texas Motor Speedway on this mid-March weekend. So now it affects Penske drivers and Michael Shank racing. Clearly, the Penske drivers are going to focus on Texas. So now it's just down to Michael Shank racing, and that's Simon Paginot and Elio Castroneves. I think it's just going to come down to Elio, and Michael Shank is just... He's being very nice about it, as I guess he should be, but he t- read between the lines here when he said, either way, we'll be ready to do whatever's necessary. And he's talking about whether or not IndyCar changes their Texas schedule. Right now, it accommodates the Sebring weekend, but with the Ganassi drivers having pulled out, they might, there's talk that IndyCar might make it a full weekend at TMS. Regardless, Michael Shank says, either way, we'll be ready to do whatever's necessary. And I truly hope this is a one-time thing with Sebring and IndyCar being on the same weekend. Well, you can't you can't have it both ways. You can't say that the IndyCar season has 
too many day weekends off. And then when they put a weekend in there, then you say, well, why'd you pick that weekend? <laughs> so you, 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 they've got to come to some uh, order, but it's easier in the sports car world to get guys to drive in a sports car than it is to just drop somebody into an Indy car, uh, especially in Texas. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't see this as a, a major problem. I think there's just a lot of best chest bumping and people trying to flex their muscles a little bit. Uh, this shouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah, but at the same time, like you said, there's holes in IndyCar's schedule. At the same time, there's holes in the IMSA schedule. Sebring has such a history that nobody should be able to mess with that weekend. Why couldn't IndyCar go at Texas the weekend before, the weekend after? I guess then you play into NASCAR politics. It's just these racing series, in my opinion, need to be able to work better together. Like when NHRA pulled their Topeka weekend on Memorial Day weekend a couple of years ago and said, we can't compete with the Indy 500 and the Coke 600. We just can't. That was great. It didn't make them a lesser series by any stretch. It allowed the motorsports audience to be able to watch historical events and appreciate them a little bit more. I, I don't know. It's just me talking. I wish that these series would be better at working together. Follow the money. That's where what's going to happen. Follow the money. And if I was a betting man, it's going to favor IndyCar because of the money with IndyCar and NBC. Follow. And, yeah, Crasher, again, with the tenure that we've spent covering motorsports, we've been on top of every roof in every freaking NASCAR city screaming about how there needs to be change. And Sebring, I get it. You can change Sebring, damn it. Look at the schedule. You, there's there's weekends all around it. It's always that middle weekend who in March. Who cares? What do you mean, who cares? That's Move it to next week. Oh, decades of history. Well, yes. It's spring break. People plan their spring break to party at the zoo in Sebring. Okay, move the Indy 500 to July 4th. That's history, too. No, why would you do that? Well, that's my point. Don't get married to this crap. The big weekends, that's I will get paid married. our bills for the last 22 right. years. <laughs> you keep the Daytona 500 in the middle of February. You keep the 12 hours of Sebring in the middle of March. You keep the Indy 500 on Memorial Day weekend. You keep the U.S. Nationals on Labor Day weekend. No, there are certain things you just don't change. I have learned that change is a very good thing. I've learned that the hard way, but some things, no, you don't change. Well, some things have to change if you want the network, if you want the money, if you want the sponsors to be on the network with the money. Some things have to change. We don't know what goes on behind closed mm-hmm. doors, True. but some yeah. things have to change. Freak Nation, it's the greatest stock car owner that you may have never heard of. He's won more championships in a certain stock car series than Jack Roush, than Roger Penske, Rick Hendrick, Richard Childress, Bill McAnally, who's had a stable of drivers come through his camp, from Michael Waltrip to Haley Deegan to Todd and David Gilliland, Brendan Gaughan. He joins us next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
Mario Andretti answering the phones at Speed Freaks World Headquarters. Hello, this is Mario Andretti. You've reached the offices of Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks, hauling Andretti's hardware. You're listening to the Speed Freaks, the only group that could carry my jockstrap. So what the f*** is AJ thinking? I'm AJ Foyt and you're listening to Speed Freaks. They also want me to sign their butt, but I won't. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV-TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV-TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV-TV and MAV-TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, give me about 17 minutes of your time, please. Bill McAnally, original member of the Freak Nation way back when. 
out of Southern California. Now has a shop on the East Coast, over there in Carolina. Uh, has a two, how do you say it, two-car truck team? Okay, two-truck team mm-hmm. <laughs> going in the 2022 season for the NASCAR Truck Series. But this dude, he's done something that Rick Hendrick hasn't done, Jack Roush, Roger Penske. He's the only owner in NASCAR history to have eight championships at the Touring Series level of NASCAR. Enjoy this interview with Bill McAnally right now. Lucas Oil Studios, Speed Freaks Pits. He's a racer through and through. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good thing that you're not a dancer and you're not a, uh, a golfer because the number of drivers, crew members, sponsors that have come through the McAnally camp uh, are phenomenal. And that's one reason why we wanted to talk to you today. Bill McAnally here in the Freak Nation. And we go way back before we even started Speed Freaks. We're in 21 years into Speed Freaks and watching this guy named McAnally with this Napa sponsorship coming across Irwindale Speedway and Southern California. You weren't making a name for yourself. And holy smokes, Brendan Gaughan, Austin Cameron, Bill McAnally was making a name for himself in these little stock car races. Hey, don't forget Woodside. He's one of your Southern California boys. <laughs> yes, Sean Woodside. Back in 99. So. Oh, no, man. Yep, good stuff. But uh, Napa, Napa Auto Parts, 32 years, Kenny, we've been with Napa Auto Parts this year. So they're sponsoring our trucks and our cars. And I'll tell you what, a, a great group of people. You couldn't ask for better people than the Napa people that make that brand. And uh, to to take them racing, it's such a good tie for their business, and and bringing their sh- repair shops out to the races and their municipality customers, it's uh, it's good. It's a a great relationship, and we couldn't have a better partner than Nap Auto Parts. That's a fact. So hold on a second. You're going back 32 years with Napa. That, I mean, we're going towards Petty and STP lengths there. I mean, that's amazing. Did you bring Napa to motorsports before anybody else? No, there was a guy in the Northeast that did, uh, Stub Fadden. He raced a Napa car, number 16, Napa Auto Parts car. Hmm. And Stub started it back in the Bush North Series. He was one of the first. There was some one-off deals before that. They they sponsored uh, some, some cars that, at a race or two doing one-off things. They always sponsored the Atlanta 500, so they were big into their event sponsorship. But uh, they 32 years, you, you're right. We looked, when we got to 25 years, Kevin Green in, in NASCAR did some research, and uh, Kenny Bernstein with his Budweiser sponsorship went 30 years. So at 32 years, we're about past them all up as a primary partnership with Napa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think the only one left is Petty and STP. Yeah, well, we got yeah, we've got that too because he's still got the relationship with STP, but they haven't had the primary sponsorship oh. every year uh full time. So we're we're real proud of the partnership we've had with Napa. Like I said, it's a great company, great tie to motorsports and to racing. They've grown it. I mean, now they're in Indy cars and NHRA and Cup and and with us in the trucks and the Arca series, and we just we couldn't ask for a better partner. Bill McAnally joining us here in the Freak Nation. Was it you 32 years ago that sat down with their marketing person and laid out this big plan of how you were going to blow it up in Southern California and then take over the nation? 
Kenny, it's uh, it started with me and one Napa Auto Parts store in 1990 that sponsored me. They started bringing their customers out and their employees out, saw the value in it, enjoyed it. They took me to the distribution center, the Sacramento Distribution Center. Larry Haith was the general manager, and they were the first distribution center. And then if I went to race in Portland or Seattle or L.A., I'd have to go to that general manager and sell him my program. 1999, so the first nine years of our partnership, I would have to go in to that market and sell it to the distribution center, the ad council, the store owners. It was uh, 1999 that headquarters finally took it over, and that made my job a lot easier. I could concentrate on racing a lot more than selling. Wow. <laughs> wow. Before we go any further, Bill McAnally, you got a pretty snappy-looking shirt there, partner. Is that like uh, uh, Chip Ganassi? He's got about 150 <laughs> white shirts. You have 150 of those check shirts with the Napa logo on them? I've got a lot of shirts with Napa, and I'll tell you, changing from Toyota <laughs> to Chevrolet this year, I didn't realize how many shirts I had Toyota on until I started going through my closet. You, you, anybody wear extra large needs some Napa Toyota? <laughs> well, wait a minute. You also got you got to watch out for your sponsor there. You're standing in front of a Camry, looking over your shoulder. Here we can fix try. Just bear with me. <laughs> Just give me a minute. You got to go pick that out on me. We'll fix you up. Here you go. You, you got to still keep this, parts of the legacy. This, you got to find the Monte Carlo this is, there somewhere. This is the part. This is the. Let me see. I got to move backwards. This always messes me up on camera. But <laughs> that part of the car right there. That's what the competition sees. Is is uh, is that part of the car right right there? So there you go. might as well get get a good look at what the competition is going to be seeing this year. <laughs> Why not a big McAnally face just laughing at them saying? <laughs> You're always I don't want to pay us. for this. I want that Napa logo. This is what I want on the front of the race car right here. <laughs> there you go. Let me see. There you go. Oh, there you go. Hey, Beauty. Hey, now you know how to do that. You 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 cash one or two checks from Napa. You know how to do that. Yeah, that's as good. But that no, we've got Austin Herzog going to drive for us this year. Great young man from Central California. He's done a great job in late models and. He'll actually be at Irwindale for the SRL race coming up here in a couple of weeks. You've had Todd Gilliland. You won a couple of championships with him. Uh, Riley Herbst, you won. Uh, he didn't win a championship, but he won some races. You've had some good guys in the past two or three years. Who's the big guy that we should watch for? Because your guys always end up going on well, and becoming here, stars. Let me, hey, Austin, come here. He happens oh. to be here. Hers on. And he's uh, – He's changing. They're they're mounting some seats. They're putting some seats together in his car. But but here, I'll let you see him. This is Austin Herzog. He's going to be getting it done for us this year, without a doubt. Nice. That's a good looking guy, Austin. You're going to have the women chasing you around and trapping along with all the cars. We don't want that. He wants a bunch of race cars chasing him around. Yeah, he just wants Victory Lane. Hey Austin, you know the history of that dude standing to your right there. Uh, you you got a lot of weight on your shoulders to carry that freaking Napa car to to victory land in the championship. You know that, right? Yeah, I know that. Thank God I got a good crew behind me and helped me out with all this. 
Man, you've already he's already got the lines down, McAnally. You're already, you're already feeding the lines, buddy. <laughs> he's making them easy. No, I'll tell you, we're excited about having Austin in the car this year. Uh, he's done a great job uh, building his foundation. His dad's very supportive. His family is. They've helped him through the late model career. They've they've got some great support behind them and are coming into this. And I think Austin's got a bright future this year. We're going to win some races and, mm-hmm. and get us a championship. Where do you expect first, Austin? I hear We hear you're going to be in Irwindale in a couple of weeks. Where are you most excited to get back on track? Uh, I'm super excited about Phoenix. I've been looking forward to that race for quite some time. Uh, it's a big track. I've never been on such a big track, so I'm super excited to get out there. Phoenix, you know, big is a big track? Big to me, yeah. For them, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's Have a big you- track. You drive into the corner at Phoenix, you know it's a big track. There ain't <laughs> nothing natural about driving in the corner of Phoenix. Hey, hey, Herzog, go work on your damn car. Let me talk to the boss. <laughs> He's got it. Nice to meet you. Hey, McAnally, it's no secret that really everything you touch uh, comes to a championship. What's been the secret sauce for Bill McAnally and McAnally Racing? I tell you, the secret sauce is the people. You got to have good people around you from – from the driver to the support system with the sponsors to the crew chief, the guys putting the cars together in the shop. Everybody's got to care. You got to find people that care, which is unfortunately getting harder to do in today's world. But you got to find people that care and people that want to put in the effort to be the best at what they're doing. And you find that, you find those two ingredients in people, you'll win championships and races without a doubt. How have you been able to put your finger on talent? Granted, I know you've got to have the people, but you've got an array of talent, of successful talent that have gone on to win championships. How do you find those men and women? Well, we're always looking and they're always there. They're young and upcoming. They, you know, the parents start with them in the go-karts and the quarter midgets. And when they get to this level, that nobody's got the backing and support. To, to have a road course car, a speedway car, a short track car, a tractor trailer, and the people. So we have a lot of people actually that reach out to us and make our job easy to find the talent. Mm. We test them. And I'll tell you, the one thing I've learned, if, you, if you're testing these young drivers and they can tell you what they need in a race car, if they know that when they're in our race car and say, Bill, if you could tighten this up or you could loosen it up or if we could make it turn a little better, when they know from the seat of their pants what they need in a race car to make it go fast, that, that's what you're looking for in these young people. You talked about parents and having a, a pedigree, at least not necessarily of being the greatest drivers in the world, but of having a good business pedigree and knowing what it takes to be successful in motorsports or to work with a team. And that made me think of something that Statman sent us not too long ago about the Woodside family. And had the Woodsides not met with you, you wouldn't be talking to us right now. Is that true? Well, no. And actually, Woodside, that's a, that's a different story altogether. When Sean came to me, that was right after I got had gotten out of the race car. Yeah. And I had put in a young driver, Gary Smith. His dad was a four-time champion, Roy Smith, and uh, had him in the car. But he was a Canadian citizen. And it was really hard to use Gary for the things that we had going on. And Sean Woodside was driving for Ray Claridge at that time, the cinema race vehicles, uh, Pontiac 
and uh, he was looking. Ray was going to tend his business more and and get away from the racing, and Woodside was left without a ride. So Ray actually reached out to me about he saw what I was building and how we were doing with our program. And Ray reached out to me and he said, hey, Bill, what do you think about putting Sean in your Napa, Napa Chevy at that time? And I was like, I'd love – Sean's a great guy. And we got together and I could utilize him for our Napa appearances and shows. He was a local guy. He did, he did a great job with, with our sponsors and helped us build our program with Napa and strengthen it. And he could definitely get it done in a race car without a doubt. Bill McAnally, speaking of of local, you stay in Roseville where everybody else goes to uh, Charlotte or Mooresville or somewhere in North Carolina, and you built a – that's a pretty substantial shop there in Roseville. I imagine you're a major employer there. You must find something valuable in Northern California to stay – in wine country, are you a connoisseur? Is that what you- <laughs> no, not a connoisseur. Actually, I don't drink much wine. My wife likes it, but I stay away from it. He generally gives me a headache when I drink <laughs> when I start drinking wine. But uh, Northern California is where my family's from. It's where my wife's family's from. I grew up and graduated from Ukiah High School and came up here to Roseville to Sierra College, uh, the home of the. Summer home of the San Francisco 49ers back then. And uh, I got to work for them for a few summers. Did you and, really? Uh, came here and just to set my roots in Northern California and Roseville. I, I had a shop in Las Vegas for a few years with, with Michael gone right there at the Speedway. And we've actually, uh, for the last three seasons, had a shop, have a shop in North Carolina that we run our trucks out of with Derek Krause. This year, we've got Derek Krause full-time in a truck and um, a young driver named Colby Howard that's going to do us a great job. And we've just signed Jake Garcia for five races. So we've got three young drivers we're going to be working with in the trucks. We're in Statesville, North Carolina with that shop. It's a 57,000-square-foot shop that Bill Elliott built. The reason we do it out of North Carolina is the people like I said? How important good people are. You need good people to run competitive in the truck series, and being in North Carolina to get the equipment and the people, you, you've got to be there. So we're running our truck program out of there, and we couldn't be more excited about this year. We've got our own shop there in Statesville. We're working with GMS Racing. Mm-hmm. They bought some Cup charters and are going Cup racing. They bought Richard Petty's. Cup charters and going cup racing. So we've stepped in there. They've spent seven years perfecting the Camping World Truck Series. I mean, they know how to win races and championships. Sheldon Creed, a a Southern California boy, won a championship for them. And they know how to get it done. Well, we're now with an alliance with GMS Racing. And uh, we're excited about our ARCA racing on the West Coast. But those trucks... Uh, is it's a lot of fun. It's live TV and uh, the young drivers. I'll tell you what, you watch those restarts on those truck races. There is it anything any more competitive than, than that Camping World Truck Series. So when is BMR going to be in the Cup Series? Are we going to see? Are we going to see you in a Cup car soon? I don't know about that. That's a tall, <laughs> tall order to be. Uh, to be cup racing the trucks are are fine and uh we have a lot of fun with it that that uh 
that cut the budget the budget creeps up by about 15 18 million to go cup racing no so we're probably uh, we'll ease into that we'll ease into that what to tell you freak nation bill McAnally here in the freak nation doing something that roger pinsky uh, mr hendrick jack roush has never done one of the ogs here in the freak nation all right, man, uh, we'll have a uh, best of running next weekend during the Super Bowl. So until then, Freak Nation, shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. See ya. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.